Ketubot's Perk Vav Mishnah Heh. So it says a mitzvah for a father to provide his daughter with a dowry so that men will be eager to marry her. This Mishnah defines the minimum that a father must provide. If one marries off his daughter without specifying the contents or value of her dowry, he may not give less than 50 zuz for her. A husband's obligation to provide his wife with clothing, as we learnt in the fifth paragraph, the eighth Mishnah, does not take effect until after the wedding. After Nisuin, when she moves into his home, it is the father who supplies her clothes until then. The Mishnah sits the law where her father and husband agree that the husband will start giving her clothes before the wedding. If the father stipulated to the husband that he will bring her into her husband's home without clothes, so he will stop providing her with clothing before the wedding, and the husband accepted this stipulation, thereby committing himself to clothe her from that time. The husband cannot say, after I will bring him to home, I will dress in clothes that befit my higher status, but until then I will give her clothes that befit her father's lower status. Rather, he must dress clothes that befits his high status even when she's still in her father's home. So the bride and father would be embarrassed if she went from his house to her groom's house when it's been dressed in the clothing of poor people and not in the elegant garments that are appropriate for this special occasion. Therefore, once the husband accepts to provide her with clothing, he must dress in a manner that accords with his higher social status. The general rule is that when a wealthy man marries a woman from a poor background, he must treat her like a woman of his status. The Mishnah teaches that this rule applies even when the husband voluntarily committed himself to provide her with clothing before the Nisuin. So we return to the first ruling that the minimum dowry is 50 zuz. Similarly, when the manager when the manager of the local charity marries off an orphan girl, zuz, he may not give her less than 50 zuz for her dowry, even if the charity is available and he has to borrow the money. However, if there is money in the charity purse and he does not need to borrow, she must be supported in a manner that befits her status. If the father of an unmarried girl died and left possession to his heirs, they must give a portion, typically one-tenth of the estate for her dowry when she gets married. The Mishnah begins with a case where such a girl was married off by members of her family and they did not give her the full amount to which she was entitled. This is the law regarding a young orphan, a katana, who was married off by her mother or brothers with her consent. So by biblical law, only the father of a girl, a katana or nara, is authorised to marry her off. That is, the groom must give the betrothal object to the father. If the father had died, however, the sages decreed that a girl's mother or brother can marry off instead. So to this girl in the Mishnah, she's married off by her mother's or brother with consent, so she consented to the dowry they provided with her. And they wrote in her ketubah a dowry of 150 zuz from the father's state. When she becomes an adult, she's allowed to take from them what she would deserve to be given, namely one-tenth of the estate. Since she was a katana when she consented to the small amount, her agreement has no legal standing. So according, so according to the previous tana, an orphan is always entitled to a tenth of her father's estate regardless of the circumstances. The next tana disagrees. Rabbi Huda Amer, Rabbi Huda says, Im If the father had married off an older daughter and provided her with a dowry before he died, the dowry given to the second one should be the same as the dowry given to the first, where there's more than a tenth or less than a tenth of the estate. We assume that if the father is still alive, he will give the younger daughter the same amount he gave the older daughter. The younger daughter is thus entitled to that amount. If the father had not married off an older daughter, the court estimates how much he would have been given had he been alive based on the knowledge of his generosity. If this information is not available, Rabbi Hood agrees that she receives one tenth of the estate. Now the Chachamim, though, they reject Rabbi Huda's argument. The Chachamim say, Sometimes a person is stingy and then becomes generous, or sometimes he's generous and then becomes stingy. Okay, literally, we read, which means he's poor, becomes rich, or he's rich and becomes poor. In this context, however, poor means poor in character. Stingy and rich means rich in character, which is generous. So sometimes a person is stingy, becomes generous, sometimes he is 
Generous then becomes stingy. Since a person's level of generosity can change, we cannot assume that if the father was still alive, he would give the second daughter the same amounts he gave the first one. Rather, we appraise the possessions and give her a tenth. Have a great day.